How are you going to clap from your tummy tum? <laughs> figure it's it out. It's going to be hard. You have to go yeah. up above your head. Ready? Uh-huh. One, two, three. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. The most awesome and brand Dana sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 192 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I am Brandon. And with me, as always, not on this tum-tum, most awesome. That's right. I'm sitting up on my bum-bum. <laughs> Gotten on that bum, bro. I just realized I always replace that little phrase. And sometimes that's kind of the last thing to get overlooked if I'm writing the pod, like right before I fire it up. So I was like, rot row, got to fill it in. Got to think go. on but my feet. But, but you're quick on them toes, Brandana. Yeah. Took, uh, I took it easy around with it. How you doing, man? What's your week been like? Good. Oh, just busy. Works crazy. Trying to buy, trying to figure out our situation with our car. Commission mm. Jr. Potty training, porky pig in it. Oh, Porky Pig. That's yeah, right. Bring back it back. That. Bring it back. He's a rock star. I can't, I can't lie. He's doing great. Oh, that's good. Is uh is there kind of a threshold where you realize like he's gonna catch on and he's kind of getting it? Like it's sometimes it's kind of like you feel like you're walking uphill. Yeah, I, he's at the stage where he I don't think he understands like when he like to let you know when he has to go potty, but he definitely yeah. has bladder control, right? So nice. he, we've been doing it for two weeks now. And he can sleep through the night, doesn't wet his bed. Like we said, full immersion. I'm telling you, folks, full immersion. It sucks. It sucks yeah. a lot early on. You're kidding. I mean, you brought this, yeah, you brought this up like three years ago. You're yes. still sticking to it, bro. Yeah. Just got to do it. Gotta three go for three. The, make that bandit. Make it Making Brown is a little tough. That, he's still figuring that one out. But I know yeah, we don't, yeah. we're not that kind of pod. We don't talk about that stuff around here. Yeah. Nope, not at all. And we all assumed you don't have to update around <laughs> all the rough house, like uh, not the easiest of hangs. Absolutely. Nope. Uh, com- completely assumed. Uh, well, guys, you won't find any bullshit in this spot. Oh. <laughs> We're going to jam-packed episode 192. We're doing rip from the headlines. We're doing the NFL week 10 look ahead. We're going to hit that inbox. Going to do a Neapolitan showdown. Best things about wedding. Do the brand and the gambling corner. I want to do the updated NBA championship odds. That's like right. It. Got 10 games underneath our belt. Let's take a look and see how those kind of shifted. And we're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. It starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. All right, bro. Um, NFL Week 10 look ahead. Why are we talking about that this week, brother? Because we had a push a little bit here. We were both yeah. whooping it up this weekend at some weddings. That's why we got our Neapolitan. So we said, you know what? Fuck it. Let's look toward Week 10. That's right. We were both at weddings. I just had a flashback that I FaceTime you during yours. Absolutely. You FaceTime, yes. you FaceTime me without your camera on. I didn't know how that worked. Oh, wow. Oh, you didn't even see my phone. face? I didn't see your face. Oh. After Mrs. The Commission, I were, we were at a, we were finished up from the wedding. We were at a wine bar. We, uh, we had some flatbread and hummus, lots of a wine flight, which was very nice. An old bee comes strolling in. Oh, yeah. We FaceTimed him in. Yeah. I oh, I forgot. Oh. I, did, I totally even forgot. We told you we put a bit on a house. Didn't get it. Oh, that sucks. That's right. how, how fast do you find out about that? Oh, we found out about it within the day, within a day. Cause it was okay. bids were due on on Sunday. We put in our offer and uh, didn't get it. Somebody fucking, you know, threw a whale offer on there. Look, fiscally responsible. MA MA parenting tip not coming. We'll tell, we'll save oh. it for another day. Oh yeah, we got to do that. Okay, well, that's good. You got to keep it in there. Well, yeah. So you were at your wedding. I was in the Catskills uh, at you. a friend's wedding. Not, uh, I was not having a wine flight. It's uh, more up that IPA train for there sure. Yeah, yeah, bro. Um, yeah, bro. Well, good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we just we just extended the precursor. We into did. I was like, I legit for a half second. I was like, where am I in this pod? I was like, yeah, yeah we did for you. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, so we did a little later because we were at weddings, and then uh, I had to fly yesterday, and so everyone's up to date. So you're getting this pod later. So instead of you know talking about like the week nine stuff, which will come up. But uh, going to look a little bit ahead to those football games this week. So let's kind of look as we always do at I kind of fired up the NFL playoff picture. You sent me something earlier at the playoff started right now. The Chiefs would not be in. 
Chiefs would not be in if the playoffs were to start today. They'd be out to the New England Patriots based on conference win percentage. They'd be the next team in, and they have a head-to-head win advantage over the Cleveland Brownies, uh, Cincinnati Bengals, and Denver Broncos. All, all sitting tight at five and four right now. Yeah, a lot of five, five and four teams like the AFC kind of not separating itself. If there is one team that's kind of uh, head and shoulders, a little surprised by the Titans. I mean, I just I think they came into this year with a little bad reputation about defense, but just keep ripping off wins. Yeah, the Titans have been, uh, you know, kind of a, I don't want to say a stunning team, especially when we knew, you know, they were going to be run heavy with, um, with Derrick Henry. Yeah. They're, and, you know, they, tr- they made the trade for Julio Jones. Oh, yeah, but, oh there it is. Oh, there my it is. Lanta my, brought to yeah, me for MAB Sports <laughs> Podcast. Do you have diarrhea issues? I got two, issues? I got two of them going. On the body? Wow. We'll never oh, let yeah. this go. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Brought to you by my Lanta. <laughs> Who was that? Was that my Lanta? I hope that stops. Uh, no, I'm, I'm afraid to click on them now, but I think it's, um, no, it looks like it's a Chevron commercial, bro. Oh, Chevron, gas up. <laughs> um, so anyways, I love these fucking in-pod ads. These are great. These are fantastic. Yeah, I'm afraid. Yeah, I'm, I, I don't know how to control them now. This will be the last time I use ESPN as it. Uh, <laughs> but yes, the the Titans, because I don't, nobody was afraid of that division, right? We thought like maybe no. Colts, but definitely with Wentz there. So it was like, we didn't expect them that, but to be the number one seat atop the AFC is a little surprising. Right. With If, if you were to say that before the season started, we would have said, well, Julio Jones, like, you know, got in the rejuvenation machine and, you know, brought us back to like 2016 Julio Jones. We would have yep. thought he would have been like an impact player for this team. He really hasn't done much. And then they lose Derrick Henry. So, you know, he's out for six to 10 weeks. So that'll be very interesting to see how they kind of, you know, but they, they get Adrian Peterson off the dancing with stars trial <laughs> trash heap and get him in and we're fucking rocking and rolling still. Adrian Peterson, just such in demand. Uh, yeah, so win that game 28-16 for that Sunday night game. Just really, um, game was even that close, actually, 21-3 at half. Uh, this frame seems a little scary to me, It's uh, but in a bad way. A little inconsistent. A little just can't show up. You know, you always see in the history of these just really great teams, like, you can't have these. And we'll get to it also, like, very, very weird week nine in the NFL. Like, Yeah, uh, week nine stunk. Uh, week ten's where it's at. Yeah. See, look at this. What if they – you know what? You just have to tell me what all. I can't, I can't even keep these windows open anymore. There, each there time you, you turn on, you get shut off. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there was that loss. So it's just – the Titans now have kind of hosting the Saints and the Saints lost to the Falcons, which maybe isn't the craziest thing in the world because those division games always kind of get weird, like just yeah. without that NFC South. But the Titans just in a real position, three-point favorites with the Saints to uh, kind of pull away from everybody. What are you thinking about the Saints? Saints are in this weird spot too because, like, you know, defensively I think they're they're – that, that's where they're going to make their their bones is, is on the defensive side. Now, you know, we lose, we, we knew Jameis and what the worries and concerns of Jameis were coming into it. I mean, we also need to talk about how they fucking backed up the Brinks truck for Taysom Hill. And he's not even their starting quarterback. Now that Jameis Winston went down, we thought, well, he would be the one to, you know, uh, backfill Jameis Winston's QB play. No, but now it's Trevor Simeon the kind of quarterback who had a cup of coffee with the jets and, and, you know, I think most notably we, we saw him that one year when he, I think he led the Broncos, the Broncos. to the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or close got, got close to it at least, or at least above 500. So yeah. So they're rolling with Trevor Simeon, you know, he's, I, I the only, the biggest difference is he's not going to push the ball downfield the, the same way that Winston was. We'll see how they get creative with Taysom Hill. I know he's, he's recovering from a concussion here, but It'll be interesting to see how that how the Saints will. I I just expect, you know, the Saints to just kind of lean on their defense, lean on Alvin Kamara, and just kind of grind it out in these twenty four to seventeen victories. Yeah, I would say Saints are one of the most surprising teams, and it's not necessarily for their record because five and three and being the sixth seed makes sense. Um, probably like right around the area where everybody thought they would be seem to be kind of pacing for their over under. But the weird thing about them is, you know, you expected Jameis Winston to be the Tampa Bay Jameis Winston, but, you know, going there, like uh, not having Michael Thomas come back for the year and just not really like, I don't know where Jameis Winston is, but I would put him at, you know, he's got to be in the high teens on just like yardage or touchdown passes. And then this whole thing before the season also was like Sean Payton trying to sell us that Taysom Hill, could be a starting quarterback and now like to your point like he's you know 
ended up being actually third string and you're just never going to get that starting spot. Yeah. And I'm not really sure how they're working Taysom Hill in on the season. He only has three catches on the years, only three rushes on or 17 rushes on the year, three TDs on the, on the year. Um, you know, seems to be kind of like, you know, there's almost like this odd, like Tebow-esque decoy, but everyone's kind of found out the secret. I don't think anyone's scared of what Taysom Hill's going to do. Um, we should be talking about Jameis Winston only throwing three INTs in seven games. The man that threw 30 INTs a couple seasons before now kind of looking like a semi-competent you know, yeah, almost that, like a in, little bit more of a like game manager is not the right word, but it's almost like he's afraid of, him, of himself. I mean, I just yes. wonder how much, which seems to also, you know, limit the good things he can do. Cause you know, even that, you know, that game against the Packers, like week one, he had the five touchdown passes. He still didn't break 200 yards, which right. is just like, which is an insane stat. So he's not like, there's no chucking all over the yard. Yeah, exactly. It's, he was, he was, right play call he made, made the right reads credit to sean payton for like really managing the skill set of Jameis winston and just putting him himself like putting winston in the best position to succeed uh because we've seen when we, we when he cuts it loose that's some bad things happen all right so the falcons you know i always get high on the falcons because you know i'm an idiot but yeah. uh, they're sitting there at the seven seat so they're huh. looking inside the playoffs like beat the saints um at actually at new Orleans and now they're going at Dallas. My big question about Dallas is they had that Broncos loss again, another one of these where they were never even in the game. This is fast and furious four, five, nine. Um, Is it, is this, um, and so out of all these kind of like week nine upsets, like, would you say that this is just a week that the Cowboys didn't show up or is this like typical Dallas thing where they just start to slowly fall off a cliff? I don't know. I, I, cause they're six and two, they've lost their opener. Dallas did. And then they lost this game and, and every, there's only a few truly great NFL teams every given season. And, and sometimes even a, an above average or, 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 you know, decent football team is going to drop one here and there. And I kind of feel like for right now, right now, I'm, I'm willing to chalk this up on, on an improving Atlanta Falcon team, um, you know, they're four and two over their last seven weeks. The Falcons are, you know, this is not the downtrodden Falcons that we had seen like in preseason or earlier on there. I think they're playing a little bit better. So it's, it's worthwhile to say like, Hey, they, they came out and played a dud. The Cowboys did in the first half, they shit the bed. Every team is pretty much capable of that. It's not so quick to like, you know, immediately I feel, you know, the, you know, everyone, when Dallas drops one has a Texas stadium sized level of intrigue as to what is going wrong in Texas. And uh, I, I think it's much to do about nothing on this one right now. Now, given week 10 with them, uh, you know, in the, in the next coming weeks could totally change my mind. But for right now, I'm going to give this as like a simple chalk up to, you know, they just, they just fucked up on this one. So They're are any of those week nine upsets, like get more of your attention like that? Uh, the Jaguars handling the bills, like uh, the Rams loss, the Cowboys loss, uh, what's the other loss I'm missing? Did the Bucks lose? No, the Bucks were on their bye week. They're so, on the bye, yeah. The the, the oh the Bengals that Bengals lost too. The Bengals loss was yeah. That's a little bit of like are, <laughs> are they coming down to earth? You know what yeah. I mean? And 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 now kind of like settling like oh you know, and that's a team of that's a that's a mid level team that is gonna you know blow the doors off the Ravens one week and then come back and fucking get smoked, uh you know against the Browns there a, a Browns team that was you know really fucking looking to turn it up um yeah the the bills to me is the most concerning of that because in our last three weeks i mean offensively they looked you know i think really stagnant against the dolphins even though they won uh in that game at 26 to 11 this week against the, the jaguars not a fucking defensive force just really couldn't get the fucking ball rolling at all uh josh allen looked off uh, all game long. Uh, and then you, you had that loss against Tennessee before their bye week. So two and th- or one and two in their last, you know, three games here, not kind of where you want to be kind of, you know, as the, you know, what we were anointing them as the best team in football, you know, uh, four weeks ago. Yeah. And they get to go in their bye week and you're right. Like, I'm or no, they're uh, at the jets. Sorry. Yeah. They're at the uh, jets. The, Thankfully the, they've I mean, got the jets. That is the closest thing to a bye week is going right. like to play the jets. 
but yeah, they did because their their margin of victory, like over the team, or just point differential, was the highest. I think through like those first five weeks, I think they were only like underneath thirty points like one time, and those like they were just really really cooking with gas. And you know, I mean, sometimes it's like you said earlier, it's just going to be those weird weeks, and then sometimes also we see this man. I remember in two thousand and eleven or twelve, like you have that team that starts really hot, like the Broncos did. I think they were like seven and zero underneath. Um, was it Josh McDaniels? I don't know, but they started out like super hot and. Um, you know, they just fall off. Now, the difference with those teams is this Bills team is not showing up out of nowhere. Like people were talking about Bills as, you know, yes. like that top tier team in the AFC. So you kind of expected this. So that to me makes it a little bit more uh, that loss can be an outlier and throw it away. But uh, we'll see, too, because you don't want teams, you know, peaking too early, especially with this 17 week or the 17 game season. Like I wonder if some of these guys are just going to get beat up and just kind of like not pace it right and just kind of run out of gas. I do think this is interesting to look at as like in these 17 game schedules, you know, is a game like what happened to the bills going to hurt them a lot more like dropping an easy one. You know what I mean? Like dropping an easy one against the Jaguars. Is this going to come back to bite them in the ass? Cause they're, you know, there's basically uh, like a game separated between them and the Patriots in this division you know, the, the yeah. Patriots could hold serve here and, you know, stay within arm's length of them and, and potentially sneak in, you know, they've got the, the Patriots got the Browns, Falcons, Titans, Bills. So they got the Bills twice. So, and they finish out with uh, Colts, Bills, Jaguars, Dolphins. Like this is a team that can kind of sneak in there and, and slide in at, you know, a, a, a 12 and, or not a 12 and five, like a, a 11 and six. You know what I mean? And yeah, maybe sneak that division title away from them. So I wonder if it's a little difference between like, obviously, you know, 17 game season, like you said, especially if a team that's nipping on your heels is like a Bill Belichick led Patriots. That's looking like it probably has the rookie of the year and Mac Jones. uh, And they're definitely cooking with gas. I wonder if it's, you know, is it kind of close to like an NBA load management though? Also, like, you're just like, is that like, that kind of 17 target in your head and you're just like, man, we're like not even, you know, halfway through the season or like right at halfway through the season. Like, and you just, you're more likely to kind of try to phone one in and it's just like, you know, can we get through this like Jags game, just kind of like scotch-free and super clear. And then it just kind of blows up in your face. See, I would think that with the teams that have late bye weeks, you know, in that mm. 12, 13, where they start to yeah. week 10, we start to see some of those guys, you know, whether it's hard to get up, it's, hard to shake the nagging injuries, you know, it's hard to stay motivated. Um, And sometimes, you know, you know, in football, we, we find a lot of teams chiefs. We've talked about this where they think they can just like turn the light switch on and just go. And it's the NFL is not like basketball. You cannot do that. You, you, you have to get in a good rhythm and it's very, it's very simple to fall out of that rhythm as we're talking about the bills. Now, the signs of every good team is they can figure it out and get that, like, you know, get that mojo going that they had early on in the season and they can get it corrected. The teams that we always wonder about or, or never give us like a ton of confidence are the ones that we'll see it like a Browns. Like right? we see it one week, we don't see it the next week. There's, you know, the, the inner turmoil of like the Raiders, right? Those are, these are yeah. like death knells of, of teams where we see inner turmoil inner turmoil, uh, in fighting amongst the team or teams that just fall in a rut and don't have that kind of that, you know, sturdy force uh, that can kind of keep them on the, on the straight path. Now, this is the biggest thing for uh, Josh Allen, right. And his progression, can he be the guy and like turn it around for Buffalo? This will be the next kind of like, you know, graduation in his, you know, QB ascension. Yeah. And kind of point to what you're saying also is like, for everybody remember just, I'll point at this example, like two weeks ago, the Bengals were like number one team in the uh, AFC North and now they're last, like this stuff can just turn on a dime. So like yeah. you, you need those wins and what you were saying, like the bills need to keep that rear view mirror on. Okay. Um, is this a week? So the chiefs going to the Raiders, uh, a division game. I think you said a reason that they're all already on the outside of the playoff picture looking in is based on their in interdivision win. And so, I mean, they, they definitely need this. Uh, yes. They need to get this win right here. Two point favorite on the road. I mean, obviously, um, I mean, some pretty tragic stuff happening to the Raiders. I mean, there's the obviously the one, um, the tragedy that happened with Ruggs, the wide Ruggs. receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, and then also cutting their um, their other number one pick from that year, also right, just uh, Arnett. Yeah, Damon Arnett. Yeah, yeah, and that was you know, and that's you know, th- those are the things that are just like if you're trying to win a championship, those are just such like wasted energy, and you know, for the guys that are on the team, that's having to answer for that. And you know, I did really like Derek Carr's response to the rug situation. You know, I thought as, as a leader, like that's what you have to do, you know what I mean? And, and, and be accountable, but also, you know, make it known that, you know, you're, you're disappointed and sad for the all parties involved. And, you know, then immediately right after that, you have the internet thing. And it's like, man, that's, it's just all that energy and all that emotion gets spent other places. And, you know, human beings have limited resources where they can spend that. And, you know, and that's including football players too. So it's real hard to, to win on a regular basis when you've had three, you know, big things that would happen to, you know, that would be huge for any team in any season all happen in the same season. Uh, it's a, it's a very rocky spot for the, for the Raiders to be in. Uh, yeah. One game I really want to watch. So do you like the chiefs at this Raiders? So the chiefs, I do. I, I like it. I mean, Offensively, the Chiefs, the, the Chiefs didn't look any closer last week against Packers, right? And that Packers defense isn't no. lighting the world on fire. No, I mean the, the Packers defense was able to get some pass rush on there. So I mean, Chiefs still got to get their offensive line figured out. But I, I did feel like the it's hard to tell with Jordan Love. Jordan Love looked awful in that game. Yeah. Uh so I mean, but we did see some some good defensive plays from the Chiefs D, a little bit more pass rush. Um, again, maybe taking advantage of a young QB, but, uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, you know, I don't think the the Raiders are a a defensive juggernaut either. So, you know, it might be just the, you know, the good team to line up with them and, and maybe get a few fucking easy plays and get your, get your mojo rolling. Cause that's one thing about the chiefs is once they get, once they fucking click, like that's what everything is. Everyone's scared of, you know what I mean? If they get a couple big plays, you're going to be shitting your pants. Yeah. Cause I think so. Right. Cause it's not like, I, it's yeah just something looks like we said like like having the yips yep. like so it's not like they're like turned completely incompetent or like the talent's not there or something but I did want to ask you to compare this I mean there's never been a Super Bowl hangover from the winner or the runner-up to this magnitude right like I know we make fun of the Falcons all the time and they obviously have the record for the longest set of Super Bowl <laughs> hangover right, right. for sure because I mean you still have the same quarterback but this is like this isn't like coming out slow and lethargic. This is like falling off a cliff and looking like another team. And like, when do we, I mean, let's not get carried away, but how many, like what record this year are we really concerned about? Like, are the chiefs figured out? Is this the new chiefs team? Are they just kind of, you know, is this what we hear a lot? Is this the new normal for the chiefs? Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, how, how long can we rest on uh, 50 TD, Patrick Mahomes these days, you know, and um, he's never reached that, that pinnacle sense. So we do know, I mean, there's something to be said for maybe that was his apex and he kind of, it was right, you know, kind of time and there wasn't the film on him. And they, they, we now have three plus seasons of watching Patrick Mahomes and studying and trying to figure out like the, one of the greatest quarterbacks in the game today what can we do to stop this guy? And right now it's in the chess match of that. We're seeing, we're seeing some, you know, some tendencies that they want to push him toward. And hopefully we can get a lower percentage, you know, uh, you know, success rate out of these plays if we funnel that to him. So he's got to figure out how to take that and break his tendencies. And, you know, like I said a couple of weeks ago, I love seeing him step up in the pocket. I hate when he starts to roll around and do all these crossbody throws because yeah. they're just low percentage. Even though he can make them, they're yeah. incredibly low percentage to do. So, you know, I, I do remember watching a lot of like the, you know, the, you know, um, like draft combine stuff. And I'll never forget like Andrew Luck talking about early on. And he's like, you can't go broke if you always take like a profit, meaning yeah. if the check down's there and it's three or four yards, take it. You know what I mean? You might have the opportunity to go for the big 50 yarder, but if you got the little check down, you've got the, you know, you've got Kelsey over the middle. Don't try and push it to fucking Tyreek Hill into double coverage. That's just a bad decision-making. 
uh, decision made. You can make that throw. We all know Patrick Mahomes can make that throw. But kill him when Kelsey's wide open. Get him rolling. And then if you've got the shot where it's not into double coverage, then take it. But you can't fucking force it all the time. And you can't look for all these big hitters all the time. Uh, all right, game of the week. Who needs it more? Five and four Browns at the five and four Patriots. I think post Odell, um, you're probably you're you're probably looking for the Browns just to you know, I, I I definitely think Baker needs it, right? Baker had a good showing last week, had some pretty nice passes, some pretty nice deep balls, a little little back at you, Odell Beckham Senior, um, but I still think it's them, um, you know. Uh, just because I think their division is a lot tighter. Uh, the Patriots can still hang around and, and chip away at that sixth or seventh uh, playoff spot just based on their division. Uh, yeah. They're going to have a couple extra easy wins with the Dolphins and Jeff's, Jets left over. Um, so I'm going to say, I'm going to say right now, I think it's the, the, the Brownies. Yeah, I think a little bit more. I do like this, uh, even with the departure of, you know, um, Brodell. That's right. <laughs> Brodell. Uh, um, do you think that, I mean, I, Baker needed a little bit also, cause I think we do kind of tally up who wins this, these QB wide receiver divorces. Oh, yeah. I think we got, I think it's like this one breakup where we're just kind of like who won this. And so it'd be interesting to actually see the Browns really take off. And then we really have to start asking ourselves. I mean, does Odell Beckham Jr. Have a play? I think he has a playoff appearance. One play, one game, way. one game. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so it's just like, uh, I think this shit gets old. I know it gets old for me, and I know it gets old for you pretty quick too. Like, this shit gets old with like the receivers that like haven't done shit. And it's just like, yeah, no, for all of his talents and all of his, you know, abilities, it's like, again, it's what we were talking about earlier. It's, it's how much, you know, how much emotion do we want to spend on Odell Beckham and the antics, you know, like we said, we've, we've talked about him headbutting the fucking, you know, kicking stanchion oh, yeah. and all that other, all this crazy shit that doesn't matter and doesn't add up to wins. You know, I know he's got spectacular plays and we love him for the one fucking amazing catch that he's definitely like created his persona around with making incredible one handed catches. But at the same time, like we're not going to at the end of this at the end of his career, we're not going to laud uh Odell Beckham Jr. as one of like the best wide receivers in his generation there are so many more like like excellent wide receivers that in this kind of era that that we we, he'll be he'll be an afterthought he's 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 I don't want to say I think yeah I think he could yeah I think he yeah but I could I do think he can you know headache his way out of the conversation where like when he comes up that's the first thing you're talking about where it was just like it was that amazing catch it was like oh he played on like you know like four teams like the last like three years of his career sure. it's just like that's kind of what you're remembered as because we also like you got it easy like we don't if you get along with your quarterback we don't count and this is kind of a rerun from an earlier pod like just start at pod one and you'll come across it eventually but like we don't like wide receivers don't really need the chips to be to like you know line up their rankings right exactly yeah i mean we definitely look at like the stats and longevity and things like that um but yeah it's not it's, we don't evaluate them the same way that we, that we do with quarterbacks right you yeah, know exactly. yeah uh okay oh and eight lions at five and three steelers who needs it more i'm just kidding we're moving on bro Ooh, i like them this <laughs> week i like them i'm fucking doubling down me yeah he said, I mean, said no thank you to they said no thank you to odell yeah, oh, I should tell you I, something. Yeah. I, I like that. I did. I did actually like that. I was just like, yeah, like they're trying to figure out their own thing. It's just like we obviously don't need this. It always seems like a Patriots fit, though. We'll see where he ends up real fast. What's the top three? It's either Chiefs, Packers, or Raiders. Is that right? Uh, Saints, not Raiders. Chiefs, Packers, uh, okay. Saints, which makes okay. sense for the Louisiana connection. But I do find it interesting that like he's saying like these are the teams that he's interesting. It definitely feels like. Uh, we're trying to get out in front of this real quick. You know, these are the teams we're trying to line up with. You know what I mean? Like yeah. his agent might be leaking it too. Cause you know, if the Texans claim him, then we know you're back. You took a step back. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone. And knows nobody wanted him. Yeah. And nobody wanted him. Exactly. Um, all right, bro. Hopping into the inbox. I just grabbed, I just, I didn't even send these to you. I'm just going to, I'm going to start grabbing them. Let's go. Let's go. All right. 
let's go for it. This one might be a little hard. I'm just going to put you on the spot, but I wanted to figure it out just because it has one of our youngest emailers of all time, uh, emailer of the pod. His son had a question for us. Oh, Harrison. Um, this question is courtesy of my son, Harrison. We all know your boxing nicknames would be most awesome and Brandana. Uh, who had the best boxing name of all time? And what would be most awesome kids boxing names? Giving a boxing nickname to your favorite NFL or NBA player when you were a kid. Um, okay, so while you stall a little bit, I'm going to tell you just kind of the top 10 that I grabbed online, as I'm sure that looks up. Mm-hmm. Um, we got Hands of Stone, Robert, No Moss, Durant. Mm-hmm. I guess like Hands of Stone is it, it kind of feels like, a, that one kind of feels like a slam. Not, I know it's not because like Hands of Stone are great in boxing, but you do hear that as like a, like a negative scouting report on a, like a wide receiver. Yes. So that yes. could be a little confusing just on paper. Uh, the hitman, Tommy Hearns, the greatest Muhammad Ali was, was that actually a nickname? The greatest? Um, I don't I know if like that was, I don't think it was, no, that wasn't like when they were doing the, the announcing of the card, it wasn't like Muhammad, the greatest Ali. I don't even remember that. But yeah, I think it was probably. definitely like, you know, put on him. Ooh, I uh, want to see if I can guess some of these. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, great. Yeah, definitely. I didn't, I just forget, you know, all sports, bro. All right. Um, Chuck uh, Wepner. Uh, the Biome Bleeder. Nice. Wow. I should have just guessed it. All right. Um, Oscar de la Hoya. Uh, the Golden Boy. Yep. Nice. Um, Archie Moore. Ooh, Archie Moore. Uh, I I don't know Archie Moore. The Mongoose. Ooh, the Mongoose. Okay. Um, so these are two. Um, uh, Ray Robinson or Ray Leonard. The Sugar, right. Yeah. Um, Joe Frazier. Uh, Joe Frazier was, uh, oh, shit. Oh. Not, uh, Smoking Joe Frazier. Yep. Okay. Awesome, man. <laughs> really good. Uh, Lou Jenkins. Lou Jenkins. Lou Dynamite Dick Jenkins. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, damn. Uh, the Living Death. Living Death. Uh, oh, that's sick. I like it. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, Joe Lewis. Uh, oh. Oh, this is in my hometown, too. This is fucking the Brown Bomber. Yes, sir. All right, look at that. that I didn't know I was going to pip in a little MA. Does MA have it? And yes, he does. And um, I, Yeah. That, and That was really good. Thank you, man. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I always, always like when you peacock a little bit, bro. Show I just want people. That's what everyone know. Um. Okay. So, do you have MA, MA? What would the boxing kids for your um, kids' boxing names be? Oh, uh, Commish Junior. Right, right now would be doesn't craps his pants. Yeah. Um, uh, 2.0 would be uh, King of the Hill. 2.0. Right. 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 <laughs> 2.0. The Mountain. Um, and then Kamish at would be uh, Fists of Fury. Perfect. Uh, and do you have a favorite? So I was trying to think of um, NBA or NFL player as a kid, our favorite. So mine was Warren Moon. So maybe like Warren to the moon with you. Warren to the moon. Well, there's Warren, always the, Warren to the moon. Warren to the well, there was always Andre Risen, Bad Mood Risen. Oh yeah, yeah, that was good. That was always really good. Um, because like Barry Sanders never had like a nickname. Obviously, Megatron it has to be up there with uh with Calvin Johnson. Like that's a pretty sweet nickname. Yeah, Megatron is great. Um, I mean Neon Dion is always great, and Neon just the Dion. fact that it was like kind of like a personality also, which I think fits into boxing really well. At least that era of boxing when boxing used to matter. About kind of having that uh that persona yeah um dennis rodman was the worm john zally was a spider which was great a great little detroit basketball you know tag team right there i don't feel like we have like today's like lebron james do we call him the king it's like that is, is that we've anointed that is that but i don't feel like that that's like a regular nickname yeah it's kind of not why not i mean like do we call him i mean i because we definitely said like air jordan Right. Like, cause yes. I mean, cause I think, you know what it was, I think you would be reminded by his performance. Like you'd see Jordan take off and dunk on somebody and you'd be like air Jordan. It's just like, it's hard to get like 
uh, like the Splash Brothers, like when a three goes down, like oh, it just because yeah. it happens in game time, in so game. you're more likely to reference it. It's just like the king. It's not like he like throws on a crown after he like like surpasses like yeah, thirty yeah. points in the game or anything. Yeah. So I just think we kind of kind of move past it. Or like so- Scotty Pippen today would be salty Scotty. Oh my god, man! What's <laughs> going on with him? That's I don't know. He's fucking really gone nuts. He's crazy. Because it was like when I watched it. Do you remember watching the documentary also? And he. He's trying to explain the situation when he wouldn't go back in the game. And then for a second, you're just like, all right, like he's apologizing. He's trying to move on through this thing. And he's just like, but yeah, I'd probably do it again. It's yeah. Like, what? All right. And that was, that was the kind of like, uh, there's, there's been a couple things. Scotty's been fucking down. He's taken a couple L's and that was kind of the, yeah. you know, the last dance was the start of it. And I, I, I don't think he's ever recovered. That is the one thing that they've said about Scotty Pippen is, is like, like, you know i just feel for him because i feel like he's a really like sensitive person you know what i mean and uh now we've seen him start to just kind of like lash out on, i think on- it's just and i think it's like trying to act like you're an alpha dog right it's like just trying to like fake alpha and it's just like man, you're number two on the team but it was like the greatest person of all time and people call you the greatest number two and if that's you know if that's not good enough it's like Sorry, man. Then you should have demanded a trade earlier. And I think it's probably that contract stuff is probably pretty embarrassing. Also. Yeah, that contract he got fucked on that, and you know, he's got a he's constantly got to answer for that, which which sucks as well too. Yeah. Um, all right, Scott. I just tone it down a little bit, and you'll have more people on your side. But just yeah, like, we want to like you, Scotty. Yeah, we're we're just, friends. We're we're gonna be friendly. Why don't you be Come friends on. of the pod? You're not from Philadelphia or anything, are you? No, no, no. Um. All right, fish on. If you were a mermaid or merman. And fi- and a fisherman wanted to catch you. What bait would they use to catch you? These emails. What right, bait? Bro. If I was a merman, I'm a merman, Pop. Yeah, merman. So I'm trying to think. Like, if is this question asking like, what would dupe you? Because you're getting fished. Like, so you don't want to get caught. So you get caught up in a net or like on a hook or something. Yes. So it's just like what's so rocking that you can't say no to like are you like uh you know you walk through the kitchen you'll always have a funyun so like would a funyun throw you off your game real fast like if you just saw a funyun floating around some some dangling chart what yeah i think yeah exactly i think it has to be like a little snack or like you know if it's like sunday football and they just put like an ipa on the end of the hook like i would oh there yeah you're getting fucking snatched up yeah (laughs) right in that net just instinct (laughs) instincts yeah um I definitely think like, like a slice of pizza. That's definitely yeah. That's definitely getting me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Some 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 fries. I'm a fucking. You can't stop me. Uh, yeah, always throw a couple of fries in there. Okay, um, I got your back. Next email. The Morris Bros have got a reputation as enforcers and starting fights on the NBA court. Ooh, challenge and scuffle with pretty much anyone. It's their role, and they do it well. What are your top three sports enforcers? Uh, enforcers are let's be honest pricks of all time could be any sport but i do feel like it's more common in basketball so i think we got close to this i think it was actually yep. last week when we we're talking because we were talking about like hockey fights and stuff yeah you probably brought up uh lamb beer but this did bring up the more things which i wanted to talk to you about did you see this um morris and Nikolai Jokic? Uh, yes yeah. i did absolutely fucking oof yeah, both in the wrong, like reaction yes. too strong, reaction warranted. Cause it was like, if you look at like Morris was, it was dirty. It was dirty, 100%. He, yeah. fuck, I mean, he fucking threw an elbow into his rib cage. <laughs> right. Again, at, it's, at half court. It's not like he was like driving. Yeah. It's a take foul. I get it. But he's also trying to give him a little, little shot in there too. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a difference between that take foul and another take foul, which is just wrapping him up keeping them upright and just not letting the the play move on or the fast break go. So you got to know it's coming. Now, Jokic, he gets fed up. He'll get a little fucking chippy. You know what I mean? So he's not one to fucking back down from shit. I do. I do like this. I do like. I do too, actually. Um, I don't I like, like it. I don't like kind of hit him from the back, but. No, no, no. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not saying that, but I just think it's the, to the chippiness. I mean, you, I think as, you know, reigning league MVP on some people just like running their mouths, like you don't deserve it. Yeah. But then also like the number one guy on your team, like you need to let them know. It's just like, this is what the score is out here and let For them sure. know you're, you're coming to play. So I do like kind of like showing that. Um, yeah. And he's also like from another country. So just being there and it's just like, I belong here. Like I belong in this game. Like, um, 
you know, you take me seriously. Like you're not just, I'm not going to walk in here. You guys aren't just going to bully me and my teammates. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, he's from Serbia. So he's seen some real shit. <laughs> sure, uh, yeah. The Morris brothers from Philadelphia. I know which way Even like the rock chalk. I know. I know you're really torn on that one, rock but, chalk, um, but yeah, I think like I, I really loved the Twitter exchange because the Jokic brothers created a Twitter account immediately after uh, one of the Morrises or Mar- Marcus Morris was like, you know, he's going to hit, hit hit my brother in the back. Like I'll note it. I'll see you out. I'll see you around. And then the fucking Jokic brothers came out and we're like, you will not talk about the, we will come for you. It's just like the Serbian fucking, you know, strangler. Uh, yeah so that'll, that'll be interesting because there are some things just like when he does play his brother or whatever like before <laughs> like just it's almost it's exactly like that hockey thing we we're talking about like before you know right at like the tip are we gonna see like um marcus like run right over there and just like tackle him um okay well did we talk about enforcers yeah you said like bill lambeer any oh, other i did enforcers? it i did it I, I did it now i did it now what'd you Son do of a bitch oh you didn't hear that no, you got I had a little, I had an ad come up. Um, no, I was, I was just reading the, I just wanted to read the, cause I think it's so funny. Cause Marquise more Marquise, Marcus Morris was like, wait until bro turn his back, uh, shaking my head noted with a little noted emoji. And then the yoga brothers created the, the tweet at they, they like 30,000 followers, like immediately. And then they at Marquise more or Marcus Morris and said, you should leave this the way it is instead of publicly threatening our brother. Your brother made a dirty play first. If you want to make a step further, be sure we will be, be sure we will be waiting for you, Jokic brothers. Which is just like so fucking. Sign it as bros. Yeah, sign it as bros. But like, you should leave it this way instead of publicly threatening. It's like, oh man, I love when people don't have like a firm grasp of the English language and they start talking shit. Oh, it's It's, perfect. It's very funny to me. Uh, Yeah, definitely the point got across. Also, it's funny too. Is just like. We, we blow by this, or we just blow through this too much, but you were just like, you were talking about Morse's tweet and he put noted and then he used like a noty, noted uh, emoji. Yeah. It's so weird that we're adults and we just use like little pictures in our sentences. I know. It's How so can you be hard and crazy. tough and threatening and you have like yeah the mr peanut like just monocle <laughs> emoji like right there like afterwards it's like what are you talking about if you told me like 10 years ago it's just like yeah like as texts evolve you'll use a lot more pictures to talk I yeah like, are you, I, I think you're conflating hieroglyphics like no i won't like i have the words right and and then he hit then i'm gonna hit him with a flame emoji that's gonna get him <laughs> that's gonna really piss him off it's like what are we doing so weird um okay so last thing are there any enforcers like in the nfl is that a thing Ooh. um i mean there's definitely some dudes that i I guess all you would do is like i think you would see like alignment like if you hit a quarterback late or something like a lineman will go after your face mask or just like grab you or just you know immediately like hit you in the back like if you if you fuck with someone's quarterback yeah you're gonna see a wide receiver do that but alignment will do it for sure Definitely lineman. Um, I'm trying to think of who's the redheaded offensive lineman. Drink everybody for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because he is like fucking Tom Brady's little like enforcer. And I remember I saw him a couple times. You know, Tom Brady gets pushed around a little bit on some ints. Yeah, and fucking it's Alex Capone or Alex something or other, and he gets fucking uh, he gets he gets into it. He fucking protects his quarterback. That's his quarterback. Wow, yeah, I like name? that. So I think that's that's as close as we come with the enforcer. That's right, bro. Don't get be, be yourself up. You did great on the boxing nickname. Thanks, bro. Thank you, bro. No problem. Let's compliment you. Um, all right. Well, that was the inbox. Uh, Neapolitan showdown. Bring us to the jam. So let's leave it alone. Cause we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and just disagree all right bro we both had weddings that we went to this weekend yeah baby we want to keep it simple keep it on the nose keep our memories fresh yeah so, somewhat fresh somewhat fresh yeah somewhat oh man mm. uh, best, best things about weddings let's get into oh, it great. let's do it buddy all right uh all right my number three spot i'll start because this will come as no surprise um open bars are pretty sweet yeah i mean just kind of 
like in college, it's kind of hard to picture like being able to go to somewhere and just like not pay for a drink, but just kind of like going up there, have them make whatever you want. The only bummer about it is it's also at an open bar. You kind of like, you got to plan ahead. You got to bring a little bit of cash on you to make sure you can tip those bartenders to take care of them. Sure. Or the move, what I like to do, because you're not getting like ones easily. You're going to the bank ATM and you're getting twenties out, right? Yeah. I like to just do this. I don't want to, not too much of a reduction, but I mm-hmm. like to make it seen, hold it out, sure. drop that 20 right in the bin. Yeah, you got it. a great, great note. You got to hold it out. You did, I need some eye contact before I'm dropping this 20 in there. Exactly. Recognize this. I'm not Tom, asking for a Tom round of bartender. applause. Like, yeah, That's... you don't have to bring over the microphone and make an announcement, but it, this is between right. you and me. I just need you to see this. Go sign this. And usually the way I think the best way to go about this, and usually the answer will be no, is you go, Hey man, do you, can you make change for this? They usually go, no. And you go, okay. I contact, I contact, I contact, drop it in the bucket. And then they know, all right, my man hit me with a 20 spot. We're good. Yeah. That's good. Do you ever feel, do you ever feel like you're trying to imply that you're going to keep those twenties coming all night? And then like by round five, you're just like, oh, do I need to get like another 20 out? Or is it kind of like, you can just make it kind of spoken. It's just like, I need this to set up the bowling pins for all night long. Right. I, I Usually I'm getting two. One size fits all right here. Yeah. Yeah. This, you know, here's the thing at five drinks. I mean, I'm not going, I don't know. I mean, you're a big tipper, you're a big spender, but it's, usually it's a dollar a drink, right? This but is yeah, a fair... also if I, if I'm on like the sixth round, I also like drank myself into thinking I'm a millionaire. So this who is knows true. how many twenties I have on me. It's <laughs> to face that. You might want to put it in your socks so you can't get it excessively. <laughs> but yeah, I think I, I feel like, that's 20 drinks worth between me and my, my ladies, right? Uh, yeah. My ladies. Well, my kids aren't drinking anything, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> sure. Yeah, definitely. But, but yeah, I feel like that's 20 drinks in there. If I, if I had a 10 spots, 10 drinks. All yeah. right. So I'm going to give myself 20 points for that answer. 20, $20. That's a 20. Oh, we're doing, we're doing value for this one. So that I'm 20 bucks. I'm up 20, nothing, 20 right. Mavi dollars. What's your number three? My number three is I like, I love the cocktail hour. This is always the fun, easy time. Like right before it, there's, I, I love hors d'oeuvres. I love little different treats and foods. So mm-hmm. I like going all around. I like getting the plate. I like my, making conversation. You don't have to sit at your table. Everyone's kind of, you know, hopefully there's multiple bars, right? Not just the one bar. I yep. guess a little log, log jam there. But the cocktail is always fun because the bride and the groom, they're doing their thing. They're doing their pictures. This is for me to kind of network through, say hi to everybody. The people that I saw all the way across the wedding make idle chit chat. Oh, what table are you at? Oh, I'm right across the way. All right. You know, this is always a fun time for, for one most awesome here is the cocktail hour. So I enjoy the cocktail hour. Yeah. You got those, uh, well, not to do like a sub Neapolitan showdown, but, uh, what's your, what's your hors d'oeuvres? What do you like seeing on that plate when it passes? Like you like a bruschetta, you like a pig in a blanket, like a little piece of pizza. Someone try to fish you like you're a merman. Like what, uh, <laughs> right. um, I love the little assorted meats and cheeses. Give me that all day. Right. Mm-hmm. If there's shrimp, look out, your boy's oh. going to go fucking crush some shrimp yeah, right true. there with some cocktail sauce, spicier, the better. Let's get after it uh fruits and nuts get the fuck out of here stay away from me i don't need that <laughs> hey, shit we're not, yeah we're not not here for our exercise plan um all right i'm, I'm gonna guess that you could probably go through about 40 bucks of seafood in that yes. cocktail hour Ooh, yeah so, sushi uh, they got a little sushi in there hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> um all right bro number two spot this kind of bleeds into a little bit of the one you're talking about but uh this is especially post-college but getting together like a college friendship or just like now that you're older, like just getting together that friend circle, they used to just crush it together. And now this is a time like everyone's back in the same room. Yes. With the same agenda. Cause you know, you can still visit each other, but it's just like, some people are just like, I got to work tomorrow or like, I got to make this quick, but everybody's just like, we're here to party that, that. Fuck. Yeah. We're getting after it. We're getting rowdy. Yeah. Um, Yes, I, no, this is great. I love this. I love the reunion, the mini reunion mm-hmm. that, that that happens in that. Everyone and by and large, everyone's in in good spirits and and excited to go for it. And absolutely, yeah, I think so. Could you imagine it's like a crabby person at a wedding if they're just like, uh, yeah, we got to do oh, this. Oh, I've seen a couple. I've oh, seen wow. a few, which was Oops. actually going to be my my part of my number two here. Oh, great. Okay, we'll jump into it. Uh, I'll give myself um, showing up there for friends. 
Uh, I'd like to buy them all around the shots, even though it's on the house. So I'm going to, uh, one, <laughs> one I drop my 20 on there. We're like, this, <laughs> this is one again. drink. This is one drink. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll go, I'll go 120. What the round would cost you like in real life that you're saving. So I'm at 140. Yeah. 140. I, I like it. Um, I fucking get super excited for the speeches, super excited for the speeches. Yeah. This is because by and large, people can't public speak. They don't know how to do it. Um, they get really nervous. They race through their speeches. Sometimes mm-hmm. they just cry through it. Sometimes this is my most favorite, and I and you can call me whatever, but I love the inappropriate ones. And I love sometimes the ones that get a little dark. I've seen a couple speeches that have not gone well, and yeah. it is fucking comical to me. Are I feel like, so bad like- yeah, do you like leaning into that like awkward silence? Oh my god! You, should, I guarantee you, you know if like if everyone's face is like the uh oh face, like I yeah. have like a glee <laughs> in my face because I'm like, please keep going. Um, I had one time see say that. Uh, they say love is blind. Uh, I don't know. Or wait, wait. Oh shit! What did they say? Fuck. Oh, it was something that was like the something in the effect of like love. One of the old cliches about like love, like love is bind or, or true love, uh, something or other. And they're like, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I was just like, they told like <laughs> shit on it. It was like, that was their opening line. And they yeah. just let it, or, or true love finds our true all love heals or something that. And they're like, nah, I don't know if that's true. And it's like, and then you start to hear the whispers and it's like, oh, she's divorced. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it's no, I think like, that oh when, yeah, God. when this the speech comes a little too much about the person, and yes. it's just like you know, it's good to see people being happy. I mean, I hope to be there one day. I mean, has it been a challenging year? Like, yes, it's been a very challenging. Like fucking laying out their monologue. Yeah. Um, all right, buddy. Well, that sounds like forty dollars worth of free entertainment. So we'll put you up to sixty bucks. A little dinner theater. Oh, a little dinner theater. Um. Yeah, this is so. This leans into my number one, and I bet you can guess it because every time at a wedding. I always had to fucking talk about it. And especially if I get like a little sauced, like it is the time that I'm waiting for. I get so excited and I, I love it. I always has me on the verge of tears. It's not actually crying. And that is the father of the bride speech. I absolutely love it. There's something about a man giving his daughter away. I just start crying right now and just being like, Hey, like I've been kind of watching over and help, like you know protecting and like my responsibility and now i'm entrusting you on this so don't fuck it up and just like seeing all that like it's just it's it's the best i do it's the best it is the best good call that's your yours is yours is definitely gonna win mine's not quite as sweet as that and that you got me on that one because i've got two daughters and it is one of those things where not to make it about me but i will uh it is one of those things where it's like you sit there and you start to like think about that like you think about things and like like I think about like, what would my speech be? Like, what would I want to share with this room full of people about my relationship with my daughters? You know what I mean? Exactly. In this moment, yeah. it's- there's, there's like, so there's so much going on. There's like, you know, there's the fact that like, you know, she's getting married. Like it's, it's just like, is there something like I didn't want to say, or like that I did need to say, or like, how do I make her feel like, like, you know, how, like, you know, i Mr. And like how much like I, you know, trust this guy to do it. And just like so much going on, like simultaneously, it's just, and I love, like, it's not, you know, it doesn't, you kind of have to pay attention to, like, it's not, it's not like a just teed up for everybody to just take it in. You have to really like, just kind of chew on just the, the gravity of the moment. And like, mm-hmm. it's, it's really just, it's an amazing thing to experience. I think like most people, you know, filling up their plate or it's just like trying to rush back to their seat. Uh, much to your point to watch one of these like train wreck like drunk bridesmaid speech that are about to go on but it's just like kind of that moment is just like in the midst of all this stuff just like a very very real moment yeah i yeah it is it's great it is um it can be really sweet and and sad and uh i look forward to it possibly one day making those speeches so but yeah it is one of those things like i definitely as a young father think about that a lot like Am I going to stand up? I'm going to make a good speech. Let's hope so. I nail it, bro. I'm going to fucking crush it. I'm going to be like, that'll be a does it may have it for episode, like whatever fucking we're on. Yeah, exactly. I'll try and work in sports bukkake somewhere. Probably inappropriate. 
Uh, my number one. Yes. I always love. This is, again, this this is a teeter-totter. This is a toss-up on which way I think. I, I feel like your marriage can be defined by this one moment in the wedding. Talking about the cake cutting, and more importantly, the feeding of said cake. Okay. This okay, is, so- I, have a, I have a theory about this, B. Okay, so there's people that just like keep it classy. Like we yep. don't need to be a couple clowns up here that piled out of the clown car and like shoving frosting in each other's faces. Yes. Or, like, does that show that like you know we're um we're not afraid to get zany? No, it's not even. But I doubt it's. I don't think it's even zany. I think that there's a level of like under under the surface, a little dislike but, for each other. Like I hate like, you a little bit. Yeah. yeah like I have. I kind of hate you a little bit because here's the thing. <laughs> You know, it's it's your best day. You want to be covered in fucking f- fucking cake frosting and and you know yellow fill. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. She's in her best gown, her best hair. She spent all day. This is her one shining moment, and mm-hmm. you're gonna fucking mush like you know peanut butter frosting and her fucking all over her face and ruin her face. It's yeah. not funny. I don't know who enjoys this. I don't enjoy this. I'm with you, bro. Not for the fans. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I here's here's the furthest I can go. Maybe the cutesy little pink on the nose, right? Maybe that's something a little fun, a little sweet. But even then, it's like that's a fucking that's a dangerous level to play. You know what I mean? Who wants to get embarrassed on their on their fucking wedding day? Yeah, it's a great point. And also, like if something's just cliche, like it's never funny. So who are we making never laugh? Funny. Like, like we got to do this. Yeah, and I, I like that you're kind of like messing up and wiping it out. So I I don't remember. So I'm guessing you guys didn't. At your wedding, no. Dr. Mrs. Commission, you guys classic, didn't. classic yeah. plate, fork, feeding it to her, mm-hmm. her feeding it to me. It's the yeah. ultimate sign of respect. Like, I love her. Why would I want to fucking go jackass in the middle of our wedding <laughs> and, you know, and start? Th- and also, too, like, you're going to mash cake all over the floor. Some, some fucking person's going to then clean that up so then we can clear out the dance floor. You know what I mean? It's yeah. fucking messy. Ah. Uh. I think in the upset, we got to give it for you just because you're bringing just like actual tales from the field. You're like, I was out there in the field. I've, I put in a rep B your zero reps. I mean, you've definitely signed up for a team <laughs> twice. <laughs> you never, you never actually got to the show. So right. um, you, were, you were triple A in it, baby. W. Um, I bro, uh, we will just, we'll jump through real fast and we'll look at these, um, uh, basketball professional basketball standings to see what kind of flip Even seeing a little bit of the records right now. I think the crazy thing is like um Warriors are nine and one. Uh yeah, oh by the way, real quick, yeah. take your drink back as Alex Kappa. I was I knew it was Alex something or other with a C, the Tampa Bay offensive lineman that's Brady's protector. Go on, carry on basketball. I yeah, I know you get there, buddy. You got it. Uh, I, I don't think there's like a lot of other kind of uh super shocking things. I mean, Brooklyn Nets are sitting at seven at seven and four. I think a lot of those odds we're looking at is before we knew how exactly the Kyrie situation would work out, even though you expect like, you know, Kevin Durant, who's arguably one of the top two best players in basketball. So I don't think anything totally crazy right now. If you see anything that was throwing you off, I think my Clippers I grabbed as the long shot. They're actually moving up. They're treading water, not doing too bad. Mm-hmm. at um six to four I mean, still kind of at that seven spot but the big jump obviously was for the golden state warriors and they're at um plus 900 yeah so they've, they've been blitzing people too uh they haven't just been like winning they've been winning by 10 plus points on i think all eight of their win or eight of their nine wins i mean they've been fucking kicking ass their one close game was against the clippers uh they had another close game early on in the season but they've been fucking shelling people what is it? I mean, just got number 77 back, 77 out of the 75 players of all time. And he's just, he's hot. He's not, he's not back though. Clay's not, oh, he's playing. not, he's not but yeah, it's not that. Uh, um, Phil, yeah, we'll talk a little, um, I'm Philadelphia eight and four. I mean, we'll be seeing, um, 
Ben Simmons playing for Philadelphia again. Are we going to get him moved though? Is the just price on him so low? There's no trade to actually get done. I I don't I don't see I don't see where there's a winner in this situation because I just feel like the further Ben Simmons gets away from playing the we talked about yips the larger that becomes once he steps out on that court every day it's going to be a bigger deal the longer he waits the more pressure it is i don't necessarily is going to be is going to be good for his game we talked about markel fultz way way earlier when he was on the 76ers and kind of the weird shooting stuff that he was going through now we see ben simmons with just so much more amplified pressure on it right everyone's talking about it I mean, wouldn't we have just loved to seen like instead of Ben Simmons holding up and hiding for the summer, like make some appearances, be out there playing, shooting, trying to be loose and have fun. I, I just, I just now think we're in this situation where we are in this like, you know, Punxsutawney Phil. Like, is he going to see a shadow? Is he going to get spooked? Are we going to have like, you know, this, uh, you know, spiraling? player just continue to be afraid to shoot the basketball or is he going to come out with like a you know re-sense or re uh re-evaluated sense of self i don't know i I think it's going to be the former i don't think it's going to be the latter i think it's a bad spot for ben simmons to be in i think it's tough so i think right now the odds that i like is i like the golden state wars at plus 900 utah jazz at plus 1200 i think maybe you throw like just a mabby dollar on both of those and you got to think like good chance for like one and two seed and then you had your bet in the championship yeah, I mean, if, if there's a bet to get to the finals or out of the Eastern Conference, look at Chicago. I, I like Chicago. They're seven and three right now. I really like the combination of Bradley B Be- or excuse me, Bradley Beal, Zach Levine, uh, Lonzo Ball, and Demar Derozan. Mm-hmm. Uh, might be one of the this year's version of the Knicks, but I actually think that they have some talent uh, with Vucevic as their center too, uh, sitting at seven and three right now. Uh, also, too, I, I mentioned Bradley Bill, the Bullets or the Wizards, excuse me, seven to three early. That's a yeah, shocking Wizards, number. Wiz, yeah, Wizards are kind of crazy. I mean, like even those Wizards odds are, where were they? Are they, they weren't great on here. Um, the Wizards were They're plus 1500. Am I looking at this right? This is great radio right here. Great potting. Where the fuck are they at? Oh, I don't. I mean, they've got to be on the board somewhere. You see, you see them as something. Well, I see oh, the pre- uh, plus twenty. Yeah, plus twenty. Plus twenty. Uh, yeah. So it'll be uh hundred dollars wins you, uh, two. I'm trying to do no. Yeah, hundred dollars wins you twenty thousand. I mean, that's to win the championship. Right. So here's what here's what you do on some of these. So it's only ten games in. If you're thinking like, and all a lot of these times these predictions at the beginning of the season over unders can be you know kind of wrong like you're not going to want to win the championship but what you might be able to do is you know if you if you can picture wizards getting like holding on and get like a five or six seeds hedge it a little bit like buy it right now and then when you get to the championship like just start hedging it like you yeah. just bet against the other team or you know see if, if like again using that prop swap to where you know probably by the time it starts i mean it's not going to be insanely better but you know might chop that in half like uh at least 10,000 to one, something like that. I like it. I like it. Yeah. And uh, I, I might have a little egg on my face from our, from a few pods back when we're talking about NBA, NBA predictions. I think it was like pod 170, 60, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, talked about fucking, I thought the Pistons were going to be a playoff team this year. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's going to happen. They're one and eight. Cade Cunningham, not, not the game changer that I thought it was going to be. Maybe it's just because it's bad luck for us to talk about Detroit teams. Because I was also just like, I was like, it's easy to have bad luck when you're talking about Detroit teams. (laughs) Over five and a half, I was like, sign it up, sign me up right now. Like, mortgage my home. Huge (laughs) mistake. Um, All right, guys, this has been the most awesome Brandana Sports Podcast, uh, episode 192. Thanks for listening in. Uh, MVP of the week, real fast, buddy. Who do you got? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the college football playoff committee. Yeah, that's right. You heard me put Michigan uh, as the number six seed there over Michigan state, even though they lost to them, I'll take it. It doesn't oh, make sense, but I'll take it. Still I'll hanging take it. On. Go blue, go blue, go blue. So it's not all over. Like they still might sneak into the postseason. If they win out and they win their conference title, the big 10 conference title. So that means they got to beat Ohio. You fill out the rest. Mm-hmm. I think that they, I think I was looking 
that they've got like a 92% chance to make the college football playoffs. Okay. Not a bad deal, my friend. Like it. Uh, my MVP real fast is uh, Callie and Kale. Callie, uh, they're both big fans of the pod. Callie's been on the pod before. Oh. A lot of fun. And uh, yeah, so it was their, that was their wedding this weekend. So um, they know how to host a wedding. It was a really, really fun time. And congratulations to the two of them. Guys, you know where to email us. MV Sports Podcast at gmail.com. I'm Brandana. Why don't you sign yourself off? Most awesome. Audience, as the father of this pod, I now turn my little baby pod over to you, your hot earbuds. Enjoy, cherish, love each other. <laughs> Good night. Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion. Uh.